0: The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network.
1: You can always log on to InTheMoneyPodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have The Owner's Box, but also shows such as The Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Bernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to InTheMoneyPodcast.com want to thank our sponsors, LTN Global, which offers innovative TV production services that help racetracks raise their profile, bringing all the TV tricks they've learned from other sports to our wonderful sport of horse racing. LTN is a technology and production company that is helping racetracks create and distribute content at a high quality and a good value. And LTN offers distribution services to get tracks seen in more online and offline spaces than ever before. You can visit LTNGlobal.com to learn more.
0: God, you're good at that. (laughs) I can read. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. I'm saying that as fast as I can so I can get to our great person who works with me, Michelle Yu. Wow. Well, we have such a big show. I didn't want to waste time with the introduction. People know who we are. First of all, and thank you to all the people who liked last week's show. It's unbelievable. We didn't have a guest, and we talked about the ship and win uh, and and claiming horses and buying privately, and people seem to love it, Michelle. Great idea. Yeah, thanks. Usually, they don't... don't, Oh, you know
1: what I need to do is check the poll.
0: You need to check the poll. The poll. I forgot. I think think actually they wanted that rather than the guests. (laughs) Uh, I also thought the great Twitter comment of "We just want more Michelle" was awesome, <laughs> and that is so true. All right, so we have a great show. We have um, Nick Casado joining us from Slam Dunk Racing. Nick ha- was has been on our show before, probably five years ago, uh, and his maximum rate won the game one gamely at Santa Anita on Monday, Memorial Day Monday, in a great effort. JJ Hernandez aboard for uh, Simon Callahan. It was a, a a very it was a really good race. And so we're going to have Nick. We're going to talk about uh, Slam Dunk, his Belmont undercard races, and uh, get to know Nick a little bit. And that'll come up very quickly because no one wants to hear us talk. But we'll do our.
1: Actually, Billy, uh, the poll was 76% want more me and you, and 23% say guests only.
0: Wow. Well, I guess we're going to have to do some shows where it's just me and you. The people have spoken. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. They have.
0: What kind of saddle are we putting on now for Spencer?
1: It's not. Now Spencer is hitting Olivia with a sword.
0: Okay. Well, let's get that taken care of. We're only going to do two things of note today, not our standard three, because we've already mentioned one of the San Anita grade ones. We'll make that the first thing, because the second thing is going to be long, and we'll talk about Belmont Day. There were three grade ones on the card on Monday, and Michelle, smooth like straight, finally got his grade one win in the Shoemaker Mile.
1: Yeah, I thought that was super exciting in front-running fashion, and, you know, it's been a long time coming for him. He's been knocking at the door, and he's been beaten by some really good horses, so good for him to, uh, to get the shoemaker. That was a win, and you in for the Breeders' Cup. I, I loved, actually, afterwards in the post-race interview, um, Brittany asked Umby. Is this the best race that smooth like straight is run? And he said, Oh no, that's yet to come in the Breeders' Cup.
0: Oh, so that's nice. he Cannon, just has
1: such conviction with this horse. I think he really it's really likes
0: cool. Him. Cannon Thoroughbreds owner and trained by Michael McCarthy, ridden by of course Umberto Raspoli Interesting race because they put a lot of pressure to him early uh restrained vengeance went up between horses and uh, whisper not was pulling the entire time and then he had to hold off a late run by say the word but he proved much the best and congratulations to those connections then the next race was country grammar who outgamed royal ship in the grade one Hollywood gold cup michelle
1: how cool was that race, right? So the last time that those two met in the California, uh, Royal Ship was on the outside of Country Grammar. Californian, Californian sorry. Yeah. Uh, Royal Ship was on the outside of Country Grammar and kind of hemmed him in and was able to persevere and win. So all of a sudden, Royal Ship now is on the inside, and he's way farther back than we thought he was going to be. Um Turning for home and it's Royalship and Country Grammar. Somehow Mike Smith finds his way to the outside again. And I'm thinking that's how he's going to have his measure, right? And right inside the wire, Country Grammar re rallies and forages for the lead. And that was all horse right there. I felt like he wanted to win that race. So I thought that was a super cool um, rivalry that we have now between the two of those horses. And they both ran really well um country grammar had a sprung shoe during the race i don't know if you saw the picture of it or not i did not uh yeah he's like whole the whole shoe is like half turned up wow. and you can see it and like one of the photos of it like sticking off the back and baffert sent me a picture after and was like you know we got lucky they did this horse didn't even crack a heel or you know rip off a chunk of foot or anything when but he ran when
0: lights start. out WinStar.
1: WinStar. Mm-hmm.
0: congratulations to them congratulations to bob baffert he wins a lot of grade ones we don't have to talk anything more about that and we can go right to the gamely and just real quick because we're going to talk about it with our guest nick casado coming up but uh I, I found this the most interesting race of the day and maxim rate proved best michelle
1: yeah um you know she had been and hadn't been good as of late and she was coming off an effort in the jenny wiley where she was really nowhere to be found She was let off at longer odds in this particular race. Although Simon had said that she was training good. The setup was just perfect for her. Right. I mean, she's a come from behind horse. There was speed up front. And for once it was speed that you weren't sure is this speed going to hold on a lot of times when there's speed horses, you think crap, I got to catch them. Well, in this particular instance, there was a chance and it,
0: yeah, it came to out. Fruition, Well, Keeper yeah, keep of the back. Stars put a lot of pressure on Charmaine's Mia, who was the 4-5 favorite. The fractions were 22, 82, and 45, 94 for the half mile in a mile and an eighth race. That's pretty tough to keep going under pressure. So it uh, was a good setup, but you know what? J.J. Hernandez, who had a huge weekend and is, is starting to make a real name for himself uh, around the country. If you watch J.J. Ride, he's doing very well. Obviously, congratulations to Nick Casado's Slam Dunk Racing as well with their grade one win. That's our first point. And our second point is Belmont Saturday. Actually, Belmont weekend. Because yeah. both days, Friday and Saturday, have some amazing, amazing races, Michelle. Um, they drew the Belmont this morning. I'll call it out right now real quick. Ready? Bourbonic yep. Essential Quality, Rombauer, Hot Rod Charlie, France, Go Dina, Known Agenda, Rock Your World, and Overtook Michelle. Uh, and he, there's, it's a mile and a half. I don't think it's a big deal kind of where they are. Um, Rock Your World, I, I've read that he plans on setting the pace in here and taking him as far as he can, which he never got the chance to do in the Derby. Does he have a shot to uh, win the Belmont?
1: Um, you know, I really liked his last work, that 58 and Change drill, finally showed that he was interested to me. He had a couple of in company works before that that I wasn't in love with. Um, I thought he had to work really hard. So that showed a lot more intent. And if they want to send, I guess that's a good thing for them. I'm a little disappointed that Rebels Romance will not go forward. Um, He ended up with an injury, so he's going to be heading back to his home base. And it'll be interesting to see what Essential Quality does here as well. I mean, he's going to be down inside of Rock Your World. Does he kind of get up there and and find himself a good a better, I guess you say, earlier position than he did in the Derby? Does he want to go this far?
0: Those are good questions, Michelle. I will be accompanying uh Mr. William Strauss, who's been on our show, who basically forced me to come to the Belmont with threats. He of didn't force me. Amazing, he didn't call me amazing dinners that I will be having each and every wait, night. Wait.
1: <laughs> I, I really wanted to have like some moose delivered. It was a, If Hot Rod Charlie won the Derby, I would get that. that I've been happen. saying nice things about him. Yeah,
0: no, we're rooting for Hot Rod and Charlie. He, and
1: he forces you to go. Yeah, he huh. forced me.
0: I think hmm. the key word there is force me. There's some great uh, – let's just go through these racers real quick, and then we'll give Nick a call. Uh, yes. Right before the that is one the Manhattan – oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. I was go going backwards. backwards. I was going to go sorry. backwards. You have Colonel Liam um, and domestic spending who dead-heated at churchill they're back and you add Gufo to the mix uh, th- i mean that's a hell of a race in the manhattan before that michelle you have the um the, the uh met, met mile i mm-hmm. mean with nicks go by my standards lexitonia silver state dr post and mischievous alex who is really really fast that should be an amazing race the the yeah. just the game is loaded 12 horses of uh, phillies and mares line up in the just a game
1: but it, no standout so this is going to be a really good betting race and this could like really set the tempo for who's going to be the forefront of the turfers um this the, summer
0: the philly and mare turfers for sure yeah. i mean you got four from chad brown in there so uh he's always tough on these big days and then i mean the ogden phipps could be the race of the day
1: what Can about I, swiss skydiver no robbie alvarado
0: well yeah uh jose ortiz takes over for uh uh, Mr. Callahan and Kenny McPeak, Swiss Skydiver Breaks from the Rail, Valiance, Latruska, Queen Nekia, She Dares the Devil, Water White, and Bonnie South. I mean, I mean
1: this is a great race, right? Ooh, this is going to be nice. Even without Monomoy Girl, this is
0: a super, super race. I, it's going to be cool to see Latruska and She Dares the Devil hook up. By on the, the way, end.
1: speaking of Latruska, how many horses have been Mexico champions and have come here and run as good as her?
0: I'm going to guess not many.
1: Right. Yeah, Crazy, but it keeps going.
0: It? Then you have the grade one J- Jaipur before that. And that's where we'll talk to Nick Casado a little bit about that. These are sprinters on the grass. You have got Stormy uh, trying to beat the boys again uh, at, at six furlongs on the turf. And then before that, the Acorn is a grade one. And you have uh, some of the also runs from the Kentucky Oaks, like travel column and search results taking on day out of the office amongst uh, uh, in a field of six. So this is a great card. I don't care what you say. And the See, Brooklyn
1: and the Woody Stevens. Yeah,
0: I mean it's a it's a great card. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, oh god, the Woody Stevens is a great one. I forgot the rematch between Spring. Jackie's Warrior and Dream and State. Dream Shank. Yeah, and you and had Dream the, o- the clock. yeah. I mean, what a day. And Cato River. They've been a short leaf stable. The Unbelievable. Uh, should be an amazing day of racing on Saturday. We've given you just a quick preview. If there is there one horse, Michelle. One horse on the card that that you could bet on and say like gun to your head. This horse is gonna win. I'm putting it on that. In one horse in all these uh, races.
1: Um, I'm okay. You'll think I'm like I'm not.
0: berserk, right? I'm not.
1: I love Gregorian Chant. I'm obsessed with Gregorian Chant. Well, we're gonna chant. find out
0: about Gregorian Chant in a minute from Nick Cassato. That's gonna be yours. Yeah. I'm torn. You know Between. who my one of my favorite horses is. Who? You know, by my standards oh he's
1: that's right that's I'm right. such
0: a big by my standards fan i'm i'm torn between him and the revenge factor for domestic spending i think one of those uh, two. all right all right let's take a quick break and uh i'll get nick on the on the phone be right back i'm here with travis white from tailor stallions and travis what an exciting time for tailor-made sales oh uh, things are going really good right now billy midnight uh, storm wrapped up a great sale down at obs uh, not this time, he just continues to uh, produce runners uh, week after week. Uh, and in the sales, he still continues to do very well. And M. Shawwatch is represented by his first starter in the Kentucky Derby this year. Travis, we still have time to get your mares booked. Who do they call? You can call me anytime. My cell phone number is 859-396-3508. Or feel free to email me at at com. Exciting times ahead for all the Made Stallions. And we're back on the owner's box and uh, a guest that we've had, I think it was probably four years ago, Michelle, wouldn't you say? Five years ago? Oh four yeah, it's years been ago? a while ago. It's been a while, but we had to bring him back on because yesterday was a huge day at Santa Anita for Slam Dunk Racing and our man, Nick Casado, with their win in the grade one gamely with Maxim Rate. Nick, thanks for joining us.
2: Great to be here, Billy. You don't sound How that How did Billy convince
1: you to come on? I know, you, you totally don't sound like you're thrilled to be here.
2: Oh, I am. I'm just uh, kind of getting the cobwebs out. Oh, A little bit of a uh, long night celebration, so I'm kind of paying the price today. But it was Did all Did you go worth somewhere
1: it. fun? Did you drink champagne?
2: Um, I think I drank just about every alcohol known to man.
1: Thanks for the invite, that's, by the way.
2: That's probably why I don't feel so great. Well, you
0: know, but here's the thing in life. Hair of are, the dog. Hair of the dog. There are times man. when it's worth it. And yesterday, I, I happened to be lucky enough to be in the winter circle because I was presenting for Karma, um, the, the the trophy and blanket. And, I mean, just I saw you guys and, like, there was that – I don't even know how to describe it. Everybody was really sweaty. It was a hot day. So that was number one. Number two, yeah. but there was this, like, unbridled joy and pride and that's what we preach in horse racing, Nick. Am I am I hitting that on the head?
2: You are. I was actually a pleasant surprise to see you under the mask. You kind of caught me off guard. I turned and you were there presenting the blanket. Um, like you said, Billy, you've been there before. I mean, it's so surreal. It's like you get down there and then the next day you're saying, God, what went on in the winter circle? And, yeah, it was hot. We were all sweaty. We were geeked up. You know, it's just these G1s, they don't give them away. They're hard to get, and when you get them, you just have to savor them and enjoy every moment.
0: Is it different, and, it, Oh, Michelle? So let I, me just jump one one quick. Uh, is it different that she, she was thirteen to one yesterday? And Michelle and I talked before you came on. She was kind of overlooked. Uh, she had won the grade two previously at Santa Anita, so she obviously liked that turf course. But she kind of was she was a little bit off form. So when it when you're when you're thirteen to one, something like that, is it a little different? Is it a little more surprising than if you were you would have been four to five?
2: Well, it is in the fact that, um, for the most part, when you are thirteen to one, you kind of, you know, you're mediocre, lukewarm about your chances. Yesterday, I got to be honest with you guys. Simon and I thought she came up to the race as good as she could. We were both just very concerned about not being able to run with Lasix. Mm -hmm. You know, if 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 you looked at her running line, really, her last race wasn't that good, but it was largely due to yielding turf. Right. And she did believe in that race, which was, like I said, a huge concern. Um, she actually bled again yesterday. She even oh. bled. She bled bigger yesterday than she bled at Keeneland. So, I mean, how how rock solid, how huge is this mare's heart?
1: That's amazing.
2: That is so, amazing.
0: Go ahead,
1: Michelle. Nick, how, do you, how do you counteract that? Like, what do you do now um, with the landscape to take care of her?
2: That's a great question and a difficult one, Michelle, Uh, you know, you try everything you can, you have the hyperbaric chamber, you have these salt remedies and therapies, but really nothing, nothing is like Lasix. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think you and I touched on it in the, in the walking ring yesterday, how a lot of these field sizes now are being very adversely affected. By the fact that these horses just can't wheel back. And even a lot of the people are scared to run their horses without LASIK.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, we're all kind of paying the price for that. And, and I, I think it's very egregious to the horses themselves that have run on this their whole life. And now they can't compete on it. Also, It's also a disservice to the gambler. Right. Go,
1: her, for her yesterday, knowing going in that there, there's a possibility that she bleeds because she had bled before. Um, like how do you kind of, what's the best way to put it when you're watching her and you're seeing her run, are you thinking the whole time, is she bleeding or is she going to run? Is she bleeding or is she going to run?
2: Yeah. Well, yesterday, um, at about the eighths poll, she was, I mean, you give these jockeys and Billy knows this as do you, Michelle, you give these jockeys the best instructions you can to try to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, 94% of the time they they either are put in a place where they can't follow instructions or they just don't listen. <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> was an anomaly because she was on the outside where she wasn't going to get pressure, you know, to make them tense up and potentially stress out and bleed. And I know she's the type of filly that makes a long, sustained run. She doesn't have a mm-hmm. quick like European burst of speed. So at the three-eighths pole... Ryan and I are sitting at the table in the Turf Club Terrace, and we're both just kind of elbowing each other. Like, you know, we're at the end of the table standing up. Oh, my God, she's in a perfect spot. She's Oh, she's passing. She's in and then she makes the lead at the head of the lane, and that, that was a long stretch. From the 16th pole to the wire, <laughs> I didn't think it was ever going to end. <laughs> For you guys, it probably seemed like a normal 16th of a mile. To me, it seemed like a minute.
0: No, oh, it 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 was a beautiful race and a beautiful run. And you talk about the jockeys, and you, you talk about J.J. Hernandez, who I believe won at least three graded stakes over the weekend, maybe more. Um, Nick, and and he's kind of been a revelation. Do you agree with that?
2: Totally. Matter of fact, at dinner last night, I threw the Eddie D label on him, and I didn't say that like he's already done what Eddie D did. I said it in the sense that he's a patient rider. He never gets too high, never gets too low. It's kind of the similar, you know, personality that Eddie had. And he's winning races. I mean, I, he's the second leading rider now, right?
0: I believe Isn't so, yes.
2: It? Yeah, and he's kind of taken SoCal by storm. You know, I mean, what, what a great move. I'm happy for Craig O'Brien, his agent. Love him to death. He was one of my favorite counterparts when I was an agent. And he's a very, very welcome addition to this kind of subpar colony.
0: I was going to ask you about that because I think we talked about it last time you were on the show. But a lot of people might not remember or might not know that you were at one point a jockey agent. I know you had uh, Corey Nakatani back in the day, um, as, as some others I'm sure that you'll remind me of. How has that experience of being a jockey agent helped you in running Slam Dunk?
2: I think hugely. You know that that's an agent's biggest asset is spotting horses. You know, oftentimes trainers will turn to you as an agent and respect your opinion on kind of where their horses should run. Is the race coming up too tough for my horse? So really, that I think it's a huge asset to most of the trainers when they want to hear it. But as we know, Billy, a lot of these trainers don't want to be bothered with it because we're just owners. We don't know a whole lot. <laughs> um
0: doesn't
1: that have to be different for like some people like you it's like at some point well, it, you know that there, there are some is. owners that don't know but there's some owners that know an awful lot
2: it is you know i'm a very involved owner i have to be as billy knows again to relay all this to our partners but um it's a little different it's not like i um owned a plumbing business and i became an owner i right. was entrenched in, in, in the business i was entrenched in the business deeply for 25 years. So I do think I bring a little bit of knowledge to Slam Dunk and Mm -hmm. to the trainers. It's just a matter of, you know, how thick is their skin going to be when I have an idea or an opinion. And so far, most of the people that we have, it's been a great, they've been fantastic relationships.
0: Yeah, and that's important. These relationships that you've created with Slam Dunk, obviously uh, Simon Callahan getting the win yesterday, but also with whether it's Phil D'Amato or Richie Baltus or some of your other. I know you have uh, Safi. You have a couple of uh, horses with him on the undercard of the Belmont. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, when you a lot of people laugh at me because I basically spent all last week trying to figure out where to run a particular filly. I ended up not running in either place, uh, but not of my choosing. We, we only nominated an enter. <laughs> I, I nominated like six to six different races. But did you, for me, like I looked, I watched replays of every horse in the race. Did you know ahead of time kind of who was going in that race? Did you say to yourself, maybe Charmaine's Mia can't get a mile and an eighth? Or, or, do you do you do that kind of thing, or are you just like, hey, we're running here, I don't care who's
2: running. 100%. 100%. I mean, I actually thought Jonathan Wong's Philly was the horse to beat yesterday because I thought she was going to track Charmaine's Mia, and I thought Charmaine's Mia was a little suspect at a mile and an eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we would be sitting in the third or fourth spot, and we were. Doesn't always work out like that, but the same thing as you, Billy, you try to put as much thought to all these decisions that, that you guys make. And, you know, if you're right more than you're wrong, you're doing the right thing because we know, you know, you're in the hall of fame if you're winning a 20%, right? Absolutely. I, Absolutely. There, there aren't too many other games where a 200 hitter is a hall of famer. <laughs> the best, sure. isn't it? Uh, <laughs> go, go ahead, Nick, Michelle.
0: You, you
1: mentioned that, you know, you just run no matter what, but has, has there been a situation where like you want to run a horse and your trainer has another horse in it and they're like, oh no, this one's better.
2: I haven't had, well, I think we both, probably come to terms that the other horse is better before we even ran okay um maybe style wise one didn't hurt our chances so we ran anyways usually if a trainer has a horse in a race that we both think is better i'll opt for another spot okay right makes sense
1: i like it and i want to talk about you kind of going a different direction a little bit and and into the breeding side so you've gone in the racing side from me and my buddies had some one have some horses too. I think your stable's up over eighty head now. Um, and oh, it was, it
2: was for a while. We're actually, I think, at seventy-two now.
1: Oh, okay, cutting down, no, cutting down. 72. I like it.
2: Oh, yeah, really um, <laughs> <and> downsizing. now
1: <laughs> that you now you've jumped into breeding and you got drain the clock, who you bred? Um, what's what's that whole progression been like?
2: Super gratifying, super expensive. <laughs> yes. Super. Uh, super show it. Diff- testing diff- on your patients. Super. Super difficult. Super testing. Yeah, it's. And I said this on the handicapping show with Quigley yesterday. It's. It's a lot easier to buy a horse than it is to breed a horse. hmm And I really tip my cap to these breeders that have been in the game for a while and are doing it successfully, because it is beyond. It's beyond difficult, and then you also have to get lucky. Well, you know, and you have, yeah, yeah. Wait, you have to... wait, wait, Nick.
1: Nick does not like the word lucky.
2: Why? I, I kind of don't believe in. Nick well, doesn't believe in luck. I do. I no, no, no. <laughs> I I don't. You're right, Michelle. Great call. I I just I think it's the most overused word in the in the world. And luck does exist to some degree, but I think hard. You know, luck is where hard work meets opportunity and people mm-hmm. will go around especially in this game saying oh he gets lucky he gets lucky you don't keep getting lucky man you put right. yourself in the no, right that makes spot sense. And, and, and you're fortunate you know you can catch a break but you don't just keep on catching breaks mm-hmm. and we know people like to take shots in this game um does luck exist yeah but it doesn't continue to exist
0: you know, you, I like it's, that. It's That's interesting. fair.
2: That's my take on the on the luck. Uh, that makes a
0: lot of sense. And we talked about drain the clock. He runs Saturday in the four hundred thousand dollar Grade One. Woody Stevens going for back to back Grade Ones with uh, uh, with obviously Maxim and now drain the clock. But this one you bred. Is there something? Is it a little bit different that you know? Oh my God, we bred this horse, and now we're in a Grade One, and we have a shot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I compare it to to this, Billy. Um, you coach a little league baseball team. And the difference would be your kid hitting the game-winning home run, or one of your players hitting the game-winning home run.
1: I love that. That's a great.
2: That's great. Makes a lot of sense. I hate
1: baseball. That is a great
0: analogy, though. Are you coming to New York?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I'm. We're 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 leaving Thursday, and uh, super excited about it. It looks like the weather now is going to be fantastic on Saturday and possibly even Friday, which a week ago that didn't look like the case. Um, yeah, we got tickets booked, got hotels booked, Yankee game on, on Friday. Wow. So Room for are... me
1: to come or no? <laughs> um, <laughs> Billy got himself an invite. Apparently I, I didn't get one.
2: Yeah. Well, the way Billy said, are you coming to New York? I kind of feel like you're already there. Billy. I'm
0: there. I got, I'm hopping on the, uh, the Bill Strauss bandwagon. He, since I was there at Churchill, he, uh, he's, he's, he's taking me out to a couple dinners. So he said it was worth for me to come and, and enjoy the, uh, the exploits we have a horse running on friday too in one of the uh undercard uh, grade threes so but uh but wait before we go there and we t- we're talking about new york we also have to talk about gregorian chant who is michelle's That's my boy. favorite horse my boy in another grade one and you know this horse is interesting because i i have horses with phil and i've seen this horse he's been here for what three years now nick something like that and yep, he was yep. kind of—he was really good when he came. Then he kind of—he uh, kind of just uh, went away, just uh, went off form. And Phil and you guys were so patient with him. And you—it looks like you figured out exactly finally what he wants to do. And that's sprint on the grass, because he's turned into an absolute monster
2: again. Yeah, he's kind of the byproduct of the hillside course, um, not you know not, the hillside mm-hmm. course not being a race anymore. When I bought him, that was my intent. I thought that would hit him right between the eyes. And they, they stopped racing on it. So I felt like five furlongs was going to be too short for them at Del Mar. So the next thing we knew, we went the opposite direction. We ran him long, mm-hmm. one. So we kept on kind of going that direction. And then when Santa Anita, thank God, started extending these, these turf races in the chute, I thought, you know what, now we got to try him. And it's been a real recipe for success phil's done a fantastic job with him being able to get him to transition to a sprinter because that's no easy task either and um i was looking at the form um since i spoke to you last billy about 15 minutes ago <laughs> i'm a little i'm a little <laughs> bit, there's not a lot of speed there's no it. speed yeah. no speed at all wesley ward's horse looks like he yeah
1: is gonna be like the lone speed right
2: yeah. And um Maybe yeah, completed pass Bob, presses. Well that's what I was just gonna say. My good friend Bob Bone has one in there and I think he's gonna look at the form and say, geez, we need to track him. Um and and that is um what what's the name is a completed pass? Is that what's completed the name is? Yeah. pass, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he ran really good uh, at Penlico uh, a couple of weeks well, ago. Can I
1: ask can I ask a weird kind of That's why we're here, question? Michelle.
2: We want weird. How questions. hard
1: was it to get Michelle, uh, do the, you
2: ever ask a question that isn't weird? <laughs>
1: Yes, I ask all okay. kinds of normal questions when I'm professional and working. I'm, I'm um, just, I'm
2: just...
1: The uh, you have oh, no idea. Really. Did we lose your amount, train of thought? You have no idea the amount of inappropriate questions that just went through my head right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> which Nick knows definitely come pouring out of my mouth at very opportune oh, yeah. moments. Oh we know. Um, Was it was it hard to get to Belmont because? People that are listening might not know there used to be, you know, air horse, right? and flew horses all over the country and their contract was up and all of a sudden there was no renewing. So all of a sudden, like these twice weekly flights um, cross-country s- ceased to exist. Uh, you know, it got so far as people had to van horses from Churchill up to Pimlico for Creekness How hard was it to get Gregorian chant to
2: Belmont? Well, Gregorian Chan, it was it wasn't that difficult was because Phil was on it right away. He, he okay. reached out to Greg Odinson, and he he booked this flight. Gosh, I'm going to say a month ago. Oh wow! So Okay, it really didn't impact us that much. And then my other horse, Drain the Clock, he's coming from Florida, right? But it's it's a little different, um, little different trip for him. I I and Sappy's just banning him. Mm-hmm. So um. Does that, I mean, do you feel like that takes a lot out of a Brock, horse? It wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. I do think it affected. Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong. I never really heard, but like Juliet Foxtrot and some horses coming here for yesterday's gamely. Yeah, I was told last night that's why they didn't come. Is that well, correct? You mm-hmm. know, yeah, but she didn't even, show up. In even, the, um, she
0: didn't show up in the just, just a game though, so it makes me think it might not have been that. And maybe I'm, she I'm, doesn't
1: want to van up there either. Maybe. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I know for sure Mike McCarthy yesterday said that one of the reasons that he put Rushy in the gold cup was because he couldn't get a flight to New York to run him in the Met Mile.
2: Wow.
0: Well, yeah. There you go. There you have it. There you go. So yeah. that's
1: why I want to know there was, there was definitely kind of a rumbling underneath about travel plans. So that's why I wanted to know how hard it was to get him out there because, you know, people don't think about that. Sometimes plans are made last minute to go into a particular race, but Obviously, and, and, uh, and it
2: sounds like with Rushy that might have been the case, right? But yeah. sounds so like with your horse, you guys had a plan and stuck to it. To it. Yeah, uh, he wasn't planning on going there a month ago, so he probably ran into a little uh, mm-hmm. travel crunch and couldn't get on a plane.
0: It makes it a was lot of definitely
2: sense. Definitely not as easy as it was two months ago.
0: Well, that or, right. or one year ago.
2: <laughs> or one year ago, yeah.
0: <laughs> I thank God that's Nothing all over. Is. No, uh, Nick Casado joining us on the owners' box. Hey, you, you know you're running a, you run in grade ones all the time uh, Slam Dunk has really become i would say one of the most popular partnerships in the country and i think we asked you this last time nick and i'm going to ask you again because truthfully i'm not sure as michelle mentioned it started off with just kind of a couple of friends and you know there was a basketball theme and i know you have some coaches involved is slam dunk kind of becoming more of a public syndicate or is it still you know, just, Hey, these are my guys. These are the guys I trust. These are guys I know. And, and we're going to keep it that way.
2: No, it's definitely, I would love to get the word out. And I think we're going to even start advertising because it is a wow. public syndicate. And I, I do want other people involved. It started, um, you know, kind of organically. I thought we were going to be, I was going to have about a half a dozen buddies that got in and we might have, you know, 12 to 20 horses tops and before i knew it we were at 80 with like 20 partners but even 20 partners is is not that high of an amount of humans
0: for Mm -hmm. the horses
2: that we have correct right well we we might have we might have eight people on one horse eight partners on one horse that that's not that big so yeah i do want to attract more partners and hopefully we continue this trend doing well and uh we we get some new people on, on board
1: You've done things too with partnering with, um, other, other groups. I mean, you know, so human owns a part of drain the clock. I know you've tried, you've got, joined in with my racehorse and a couple. What's that been like to have your partners as a part of other partnerships, like, you know, with this whole conglomerate?
2: Um, I think it's on a case by case basis by mm-hmm. and large, it's good, but, i think billy kind of feels the same way he would probably rather race most of the time just little red feather um you know sometimes we tea, we we team up where people buy into horses after we've raced them mm-hmm. so you want to take some money off the table you get a salt Cumin in. you get um wonder stables who i haven't even met the the owner there mark lure but um you know, we, we we sometimes need other partners to buy the horses that we want to buy. But in a mm-hmm. perfect world, um, I think we would all love to just race under either with Billy with Little Red Feather or with us with Slam Dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
0: know, I know what it, you're. It, I know what it, you're it, saying. It, it, Def, definitely, I I get that. But I think, like you just said, um, very succinctly, that there are times where you want to take money off the table. I mean, this is. I think that's a very important part of what we all do is knowing when is a good opportunity and a fair opportunity for someone like a salt human to come in and, and join. Uh, So, so yes, I would agree. Yes. And no, I, I, but there's always, listen, there's a brand here and, and slam dunk is certainly a brand. His, the black silks with the, with the blue and the orange. I mean, it's, you know, it is a brand and you like to see your silks, especially on grade ones. I know that Philly Maxim rate doesn't always wear your silks. Um, and, no, and so you know, for me personally, like I'm a big branding guy, and I love it, and I understand. But I understand also, if we buy into a horse for twenty five percent. We're only going to get our silks one out of every four starts. You know, that's just the way yeah. the world works. So I, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Nick. Well, can't you just here. jump
1: in and say like, yeah, you can buy in, but we're going to wear my silks all the time.
0: It doesn't work that way.
2: Yeah, I no? mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, you can say that. Um it, it might squash the deal. Right. But um the, the other thing too that I was also alluding to when I said this was that I would love to have more money, like slam dunk money, to go back to these mm-hmm. sales and buy horses one hundred percent slam dunk.
0: Not wow. just
2: right. partnering up once they become ready made racehorses. I'm referring more to I would like to have more partners. So I yeah. could buy the horses from the get-go with just slam dunks. Does it you know, feel we, kind we of only, good? We that... only spend about a million dollars a year on horses.
1: Wow.
0: I mean, for Which the it's a big number, but like yeah. But for, for the, the results, people, no. For but for yeah. the results, the the results that you guys have achieved, uh, that million dollars doesn't actually seem like that much. There are people going to a sales buying a, uh, two horses for six fifty each, you know, on one mm-hmm. sale. I mean, exactly. it's not. So exactly. I. But is the but the theory you you've always been um, uh, more of a value proposition guy. You're not going to buy those five hundred thousand dollar horses, seven hundred thousand dollar horses. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you look. You know, you and I have been bidding against each other sometimes, where we're looking for that hundred and fifty thousand dollar horse. Yeah, we've killed each other a couple times. So you know, but we had no times. idea. I was like, why don't we just talk to each other? Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's really funny. But but that's true. But. You Give us a little perspective on that—that that your theories about actually buying horses at a particular price range or a value range.
2: Yeah, I just think once you get about that two hundred threshold, you know, I would rather have two for four hundred than one for four mm-hmm. um, Me too. But yeah, that—that—that's just where the kind of I, I start to draw the line, and with only raising a million dollars per year thereabouts. How can I go out and buy one horse for 600000 even if I wanted to? Sure.
1: Is that what you, know, you do, it, Nick? It, it, you raise your money be at the beginning of the year and then portion it out raise, as you go to sales?
2: We we, we kind of raise it as, um, like, we'll be coming up to OBS, and we know there's going to be March and April, and we'll raise money for those, those two-year-old sales. We'll raise money for the Keeneland yearling sale. I'll raise some money for euros and just kind of ballpark whatever number we think we're going to spend Uh and then spend it accordingly. So we never we never have that big of a budget. And that's why I, you know, that's why I kind of have to stop. I have to shop at Walmart a little bit. Yeah. We all do.
0: Everybody on this phone call does, uh, Nick Cassato. Try, trying,
2: trying to find a Neiman Marcus source at, at Marshall.
0: On the other That is of my specialty, Marshall, you, you talked about, um, <laughs> if my son was in a little league game and, and I have to say your son, Ryan has become an integral part of slam dunk racing. Talk about that relationship a little bit, because I think it's neat. And I think Ryan's a great kid, obviously. Um, uh, and and I, I just I think the people need to know that you've brought him in and, and brought him along. And I, I believe me, there's part of me I'd love my kids to come out and and be as involved as Ryan. They have no interest, but um, yeah, Billy, how come you didn't? I don't know, but though? I think it's really cool that Ryan's involved. Talk a little bit about uh, that relationship and how he's he's helped uh, Slam Dunk.
2: Well, I did everything I could to push him away. <laughs> uh pretty much gave him an ultimatum that if he went to college and got his degree that I would do anything humanly possible in the game for him. But he was kind of thinking about becoming a jocks agent right out of high school, following in his dad's footsteps. And I wanted more for him than that. Mm-hmm. So he went away to Arizona state was um, on the Dean's list. Every semester he started upping his game as far as grades way better than he did in high school. And when he finished, he said, all right, dad, here I am. Let's go. Wow. And he's, you know, aside from me being so blessed, the relationship that we have, without him, I would have never taken it to the level that we took it. Um, I, I is that because of him horses.
1: pushing or is that because of you wanting to do more, like to support him?
2: Well, I'm not so much to support him, just it's too much for one guy to take on. Okay. 70 horses is too much. When when we first started, I was doing all the bookkeeping, all the buying, I wasn't charging anything on horses, not commission, nothing. And I wasn't making any money because I wanted to get it off the ground. Well, then when Mm -hmm. Ryan came on board, I had to start charging because it became a business. Right. You know, I was, I had him as an employee. We, we have horse bills doing our books. Now I have an accountant that that does everything. Everyone gets K ones at the end of the year. So it became a functional business and I just couldn't have done it by myself. And then the other thing is, um, it motivates me because at some point if racing continues to exist which we all hope and pray it does this is going to be his baby mm-hmm. so he he can then carry on the tradition and hopefully make slam donk twice as good as his father made it
0: well that's what that, part does he that's like going to be about difficult. it best. that's going to be difficult to do but i wish him i obviously we love ryan go ahead michelle i'm sorry
1: no, sorry, that was me interrupting. Um, what what part of the business does he like the best, and what part do you like the best?
2: Um, I hate the bookkeeping. Okay, I keep my hands. Off you know, that you can hire
1: even, people he for he that. He just right?
0: said he did.
2: I did, and I, and I did it for about a year and a half, and it almost put me in a rubber room. <laughs> I do not want to know anything when people ask about oh this bill or whatever. I say call our accountants. Yeah. Call right. our bookkeeping. I my my biggest thing my biggest thrill is finding resources. Okay. You know I'm I'm looking daily trying to find you know and I, I'm sure Billy is as well trying to find horses to claim for ship and win. Yep. Trying to find a euro for the race at Del Mar the two races Colts and Phillies, two year olds. Um. That's my biggest charge, and I, I think if you ask Ryan, he would probably say, "Just I, I think with Ryan, it's kind of more all aspects. Mm-hmm. Ryan loves to gamble; he loves that too. Um, not that his dad doesn't, but where yeah, did he, he's, he um, get
0: that from? I wonder."
2: I have no idea
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, dick, you you were you were outspoken last year, and you're you're the type of guy that's not going to just um, stay quiet. Um, you care about this game. I think everybody on this call right now has a, a, an immense passion for what we do, and, and we are in a a crisis, especially in California. Um, the, the short, whether it's the short fields or the, uh, the, what we went through a couple of years ago, I don't even want to talk about it, but now all the medication rules, I, I'm going to ask a tough question and kind of a global question, but what does, what can we do differently here in California or what should we do differently to, to bring back the glorious days of, of Southern California horse racing? Because right now, um, it's tough.
2: Yeah, um, I think the testing levels are way too stringent. Um, You know, you look at what Bob Baffert's going through right now, and, you know, Bob has his enemies, as most successful people in any sport do have. You know, like Reggie Jackson's, my my famous quote is, they don't boo nobody. Um, And, you know, a lot of people think, okay, Bob's doing this, Bob's doing that, and a lot of these people are so-called experts, and they got to peg exactly what Bob is, quote, unquote, doing. And they use the words in our own industry. I mean I've heard the the commentators on TVG use words ban substance and mm-hmm. doping. And mm-hmm. it infuriates me. It absolutely infuriates me because beta methazone is not a banned substance. It is it it in no way, shape, or form is doping. So let's let's first of all let's use the words in their correct vernacular. That is not what beta is. So we, we do ourselves no help by even um, assaulting our game from within. And then you have these levels of picograms and nanograms and stuff. That's like a grain of uh, sugar or grain of salt in a horse. I mean, and, and we're going to run with it and blast this guy for cheating. You know, we we've run the blatant cheaters out of the game, the John services and the Jose and the Jorge Navarros. And, There's going to be people that are always pushing the envelope in every sport, the steroid era, Lance Armstrong, everyone. Yeah, we want this game to be clean, but there's always going to be someone that's speeding a little bit and taking an edge. But do we need to test to picograms on things like uh, scopolamine, beta methazone? I I, I just, I don't see it. And now we've taken Lasix away. We're taking writing crops away. I mean, what's going to happen in New Jersey when a horse does something and this jock, one of these jocks can't react? You know, are the animal activists going to come and say this is a human that just, you know, some, a fatality happened? Probably not.
0: Yeah. No, a lot of things you're saying we have said on this show. And, and you know, I, I, I just – conversations like that, like you're having right now – um need to continue to happen. And Nick, the thing that I praise you for is you are always out there in front. You are not hiding from anybody. You are more than willing to speak your mind and and give your opinions. And I wish there were more people like you that could actually take a step back and not just be completely self-serving and look out for our industry. So, um, um, kudos to you, kudos to, uh, slam dunk racing, which is, uh, has a huge weekend in store. Uh, hopefully we we get we can get some luck in New York even though you don't believe in it, and um and we'll go from there. But we really appreciate the time, Nick.
2: Appreciate both of you guys, and I guess we're all going to be on Hot Rod Charlie this weekend because I know I'm pulling for Bill and the crew.
0: Oh, it's going to be and fun. Yeah. Have, what do you think that, of that you're race? On you're you're, on that you're, you're you're a handicapper. I know you, the the sheets haven't come out and all that, but you know these horses pretty well. Can you want to give us one prediction for the Belmont?
2: I think the two horses are Rombauer and Hot, Hot Rod Charlie.
0: Nice. Just... Really and to be
2: fair, I know Nick liked Rombauer in the
1: Preakness, too.
2: I did. I absolutely did. Yeah, I thought he came up to the race well. Michael mm-hmm. done a fantastic job with them. And there there was a case where the owners kind of had a little bit of say in uh, skipping the Derby. They ran mm-hmm. him at Golden Gate, and that was absolutely the right call. It, yeah. won, him, it won him the Preakness.
0: Yeah, they, right. they were on our show a couple of weeks ago and it was actually very interesting. John was a very analytical guy um, and uh, not quite as animated as you, Nick, but we appreciate you because we, we need we need people like you. And, and thank you for spending the time with us. Have a great time in New York. Good luck to all the horses. Congratulations again with uh, the, the gamely win with Maxim Rate, and uh, kudos to Ryan as well. Please give him our best and uh, we appreciate it. That's it.
2: Billy, let's battle. Let's make it like uh, 10 to 11 at Del Mar this summer. Oh, we Little will. Little red feather. We're going to try. Think. We've been so – 10 to 11 – would you resign to that right now? I
0: would take if I listen, I don't even know my way to the winter circle at Santa Anita. I can't get there. It's highs and lows, peaks and valleys. They <laughs> say it all the time. I have no idea what's going on, but we have had some of the, the we have, if you do believe in luck, we've had none of it. So, um, maybe Delmar picks us up and literally little <laughs> bit You need up to there.
1: work harder. Apparently. That's what Nick says. You need I to think work Nick harder. Nick
0: knows exactly how hard I work and I don't think, I <laughs> yeah. don't think it's possible for me to work any harder. So, uh, kudos again to you guys. We'll see you in New York and, uh, and take it easy you guys all gonna right, have
1: guys, a cocktail thanks. for me since i didn't make the invite
0: list you, we will michelle don't worry Love thank to. you we'll <laughs> have plenty of them thanks nick all right thanks guys. bye bye that was uh nick Casado joining us on the owner's box yeah you know i have to say i whether you agree with him or not what's nice i appreciate nice of-
1: the fact that he comes out and says stuff
0: absolutely and he's not mm-hmm. afraid i mean he's really nope. he's really not afraid and i think you know you don't um you know, you don't see him on a lot of these board of directors and these these letter organizations. And I think it's actually good that he can be an independent where he's not doesn't have to worry about where that is. That's one of the you know, what he says he can go out and right. say it because he's a big part of this game over 70 horses. And he, you know, he puts a lot of money into the game. I know he bets a lot of money, too. Um, So so he's the type of guy we need in this game. And, and he's come a long way. And I think. You know, I think there's a certain maturity level also with Nick that um, even you know he's in, he's I, I I think he's my age or older. I think he's older than me. Maybe he's younger than me. I don't know. Should yeah. have asked him. I should have. But but I I've known Nick for a long time, and I think he as he's as he's now had success with the ownership and with Slam Dunk. I feel like he's. I don't know what it is. I, I I don't I don't know if maturity is the right word, but he's not as fiery. Like I remember him always being real fiery and real on edge, mm-hmm. and he still is like he still has that edge to him. Um, but I there's just, just the fact that when he was talking about the Baffert situation, the way his tone and the way he was talking, I I, I really appreciated it. So I thought it was a good good interview, Michelle, and I really uh, uh, appreciate your time as well uh, on a on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh, and This will go up. Thank Wednesday. you, Billy. And I'm sorry that uh, you're not. Do you want to come to New York? Do you want me to just buy you a I ticket did. right now? I
1: mean, kind of, but.
0: I'll buy you a ticket a right now. Late now. If you commit I'd, to come, I will buy you a ticket right now.
1: I'd have to know before because I'd have to take a day off work. Well, and there you They go. need me See? at work, but I so, appreciate that.
0: Okay. All right. I do appreciate it. Well, we it. appreciate everybody who listens to the Owner's Box. Thank you so much for commenting on Twitter at Ownahorse, at BKLRF, at TheMichelleU. And thanks for the emails. We know a couple of you have been writing in, Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. If you have ideas for the show or you want us to talk about different things or have different people on, please. Just let us know. We really do appreciate it. It's really fun to be part of the In the Money podcast, uh, In the Money Media Network. Uh, Pete and J.K. and the gang—they've been great to us, and we're looking forward to uh, Delmar and Saratoga, Michelle. We should—we should have some great guests this summer, right?
1: Yes, I cannot wait.
0: All right. And special thanks. Are to... we going to
1: do it live again?
0: I think Is we should. Why not? Okay. Let's do some live shows. I say I we like do it. live shows with an audience.
1: Uh, uh what? <laughs>
0: We'll no, i don't like that out. idea we'll that means i out. have
1: to like get dressed
0: i oh, w- 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 hold on a second i mean first the nick comments and now you're talking about getting dressed what is happening well, I, I just mean...
1: i like to do the show in like my my play clothes i call it
0: okay can you we need probably need that on twitter michelle's play clothes who wants Defin- to see michelle <laughs> definitely play do clothes? not play it's clothes. literally
1: like old sweatpants and like a t-shirt All right, with uh, my hair and a ponytail
0: well, I think the I think the listeners, if you ask them, they'd want to hear that. So, uh, see that you should so. see
1: my terrible tan lines from yesterday. Holy cannoli!
0: I say put them right on Twitter and see what happens. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you next week.
2: Bye. Welcome to the owner's box. Now here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu.